Welcome to the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast, a free resource for gymnast parents and coaches to learn to fuel the gymnast for optimal performance and longevity in the sport. I'm your host, Christina Anderson, and I'm a pediatric and adolescent registered dietitian, sports nutritionist, a former gymnast, a current nationally rated gymnastics judge, and a wife plus dog mom. I help gymnasts and their parents learn to fuel without the stress or overwhelm so that they can reach their big goals and dreams both in and out of the sport. We want to help parents take a proactive approach to nutrition, and to do so, this podcast is all about hashtag real talk, where we tackle tough subjects about nutrition, body image, and more in the sport of gymnastics. All right, let's dive in. You're listening to episode 77 of the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast. Hello and welcome back. I have um, a very interesting episode for you all today that I think you'll find very helpful, especially given that we are just about in the throes of competition season. Um, I'm recording this mid-December, right before we wrap up things for the year. And I know a lot of our gymnasts, our clients have already had either their first official meet or they've had an intra-squad. And nevertheless, um, anytime we you know enter this time of the year, we are often faced with competition nerves and anxiety that can sometimes make food intake really difficult. And I'll tell you, the reason that we're talking about this is because if your gymnast wants to compete how they practice, they have to have proven nutrition strategies that they can use not just day in, day out during training, but also the day of the competition. And we see it all the time where very talented gymnasts will show up to the meet. They're nervous. They can't eat. They can't drink. And they just totally bomb because their body doesn't have the fuel. And well, maybe your gymnast can kind of get away with that at the lower levels, right? When you're doing level nine, 10 elite, um, I know that it's not as long of working out as a normal practice, but it is still very intense. You're trying to go out, you're trying to show off what you're able to do and your brain and your muscles and your body have to have enough fuel to do so. It's one thing to know that it's another thing to put that into practice. And I'll be one of the first people to admit that I am a nervous stomach kind of girl. I get you. I feel everything in my stomach. I feel all my emotions there. When I'm nervous, when I'm anxious, um, I will feel like I have butterflies or maybe even like I feel nauseous or like I have to run to the bathroom, which TMI, but welcome to my life as a dietitian. And I know I'm not alone in that, right? I know that even non-athletes, right? Even parents, even retired athletes, will feel things like that in their gut. And the reason for that is because the second largest nervous system in your body, the enteric nervous system, those nerves actually innervate the gut, meaning they kind of plug into like the stomach and the intestines, if you will. And so that's one reason why when you feel nervous or anxious or whatever, um, you feel it in your gut. The other reason for that is just looking at just the overall nervous system and what we call you know, being in fight or flight. And that's when your nervous system gets activated. And instead of it being in kind of rest and digest where your body is, you know, happy, it's calm, it's able to focus on digesting food and all that good stuff, which is how we should be most of the time. When we shift into fight or flight mode, which isn't all bad, right? We do need some sort of, um, I don't want to say anxiety pre-competition, but it's not all bad. I mean, part of that is to help focus us But as far as your brain and your body are concerned, when your body's in fight or flight mode, it is not thinking that that is the time to eat food, right? If you are being chased by a bear, 
in the middle of the woods, that's not the time for you to sit down and have a picnic. Why? Because the bear could eat you, right? You need to keep running. And so it's very normal when you're preparing for a competition, you know, when you're on the way there, when you get there and all of a sudden you maybe kind of feel that pit in your stomach or, you know, you need to eat your breakfast before, you know, you need to eat your pre-competition snack and you just can't do it, right? It doesn't taste good. It doesn't sound good. You feel like if you try to eat something, you're going to get sick. You're going to have to run to the bathroom. And all of this is related to nerves. And while this isn't wholly a nutrition problem, I would say that a bigger part of this is really your brain. And there's a lot that we can do in kind of the sports psych realm and you working with the sports psychologist to help kind of channel that and give you some tools there are definitely some nutrition things that we can add into those psychological strategies to help you be able to fuel when you need to. And I came across a really cool research study that I wanted to share with you um, that's kind of changed how I approach, you know, fueling gymnasts with nerves, or to be honest, you know, even, even myself. What I used to do, you know, when gymnasts would be nervous, and obviously we have what would be ideal for them, you know, in terms of a pre-competition meal or pre-competition snack. Obviously, if we're so nervous and anxious that we feel like we're going to throw up or have to run to the bathroom, they're probably not going to be able to eat that whole amount. So it's like, okay, if you could eat just one thing, you know, what would that be? And newsflash, it's the carbohydrate. I mean, that is the fuel for the gymnast. So if you can't get down that full breakfast or the full snack, like let's at least prioritize the carbohydrate. And I often tell gyms and parents to kind of think about um, what we would call like sick day management, right? Like when your kid is sick with a stomach bug or when they have been sick and they haven't been eating and you're trying to get them to start eating again, you know, what kind of foods do you give them? You tend to give them carbohydrates, right? You might give them fruit, you might give them jello, you might give them applesauce, you might give them toast. And while, you know, none of those things by themselves are enough or adequate in terms of fuel, um, when you're in that state of nervousness, nauseousness, your, your tummy's upset, not eating is only going to make the situation worse because from your brain's perspective, underfueling is also stressful. That also puts the body even more into fight or flight mode because now it thinks that it's starving. So not only are you being chased by a bear, right? And your brain's all up in arms about that, but now your brain thinks that you're going to die of starvation. And so that only increases the anxiety. And so while I used to say, you know, Hey, if you can't get anything down, at least sip on a sports drink, right? Like that is, that's plan Z. (laughs) Like that is worst case scenario. At least please do that versus nothing. Um, This research study that I came across has actually kind of changed my philosophy since I thought I would share that with you guys today. There's a study by Levine et al. from 2004, and it's called Protein Predominant Meals Inhibit the Gastric Development of Tachyarrhythmia, Nausea, and the Symptoms of Motion Sickness. And that's a lot of kind of science jarble. And so basically what, what the study did is they took individuals who were willing to be spun around in this, this drum. So they were kind of spun around to make them like dizzy or nauseous. So basically think of like the spinning teacup ride, you know, at Disneyland, Disney world, whatever kind of on steroids. And so they had participants who agreed to do it three different times. One of the times that they did the spinny drum for, for like 16 minutes, um, they didn't have anything to eat before. One of the times they had just a carbohydrate beverage. So think kind of like Gatorade or something, right? If you're sick and can't eat anything, like that's a good place to start. 
And then the third time they did it, they did a protein predominant carbohydrate beverage. So it wasn't just protein. It wasn't just a protein shake, like uh, muscle milk or something like that. Um, it was a protein carbohydrate beverage, um, similar to kind of more like a nutritional shake versus just a protein drink. What they found was that when they went in the spinny drum, which the whole point of that was to try to recreate the symptoms of like nausea and, and motion sickness, they found that the individuals who had nothing prior to the spinny drum had much more significant nausea symptoms and GI symptoms compared to those who had either just the carbohydrate beverage or the carbohydrate and protein beverage. So obviously we can establish that eating something is certainly better than nothing. And I can attest to that from my own life when I'm nervous or anxious and I'm going to you know, do something, whether that's on, on my way to judge a meat or do something that's you know stressful for some reason, I know that I have to eat. I know that if I don't eat and if I don't hydrate, that's only going to make the nervousness and the nausea symptoms like 10 times worse. But what's cool about this study is they didn't only look at, you know, not eating versus eating, but they really tried to drill down into, is it better to have just the carbs or should we have carbs and protein, which from a fueling perspective, you know, carbs are the gymnast fuel. Like that's what fuels the brain and your body and your muscles. Protein is not an energizing fuel source. Protein is more for satiety or for fullness. And then from a nutrition perspective, protein is really what does like the repair and the recovery work. Normally when we're, you know, teaching gymnasts how to build meals and snacks, always want them to include all the food groups because they all play a different role in the body. Um, and combining, you know, fat fiber protein with your carbs helps to kind of slow everything down, which we actually don't want to do pre-competition, but that's probably an episode for another day. Uh, but needless to say, what was cool about this study is when they looked at those who had just the carbohydrate beverage before the spinny drum versus the carbohydrate plus protein, they found that those who had the carb and the protein beverage had significantly less symptoms of nausea and motion sickness. And so this was kind of pivotal for me in my own practice, which is why I'm graciously sharing this with you all for free here on the podcast. I no longer, you know, tell gymnasts who really struggle with the nerves. I no longer tell them like, you know, please at least just get some carbs down. I'm now telling them, yes, please get some carbs down, but we also have got to get some sort of protein in you as well, because that is actually the one thing that can help decrease some of these symptoms of, you know, nausea, motion sickness, whatever is happening. And obviously we're doing some extrapolating here, right? I'd say that most gymnasts don't have motion sickness. Like that's not why they feel sick when they're nervous, like before competition. I mean, some yes might get sick in the car. I think others, it's more maybe just leading up to it, leading up in the hours before or when they get there to the competition. But needless to say, I think the study is just good kind of reinforcement that we do need to have a nutrition strategy. We can't just wing it. If you know that your gymnast is a nervous non-eater, we have to be practicing you know, figuring out what kind of meals and snacks we can use when things get dicey. And I know that's hard to create because your gymnast may not have that level of stress and anxiety unless it's right before competition. But at the same time, you know what? They might have a stressful day at school or maybe they have to give a presentation and they wake up and they feel nervous and they don't want to eat. Cool. That's a perfect moment to work on the whole meal situation and help them to find a fueling strategy that they know that they can repeat. And I can say, you know, personally, 
after some trial and error, I have my strategy. So if I'm getting nervous about traveling or if I'm nervous about going to judge college, which you know is, is very stressful just because of basically how perfect you have to be. And, you know, just there's a lot that kind of goes into that. Um, I know what I need. I know what I need to stay hydrated. I know, you know, what electrolytes make me feel good. I know what kind of meals and snacks I can get down. And I can say that when I have those nerves like that, I, I don't want to eat. I'm not hungry. I don't want food. Food doesn't sound good. I might be kind of fighting some nauseousness the whole time and sometimes even some GI issues. But that's, I think, where the sports psych piece comes in, which I've spent a lot of time in. And honestly, like, I wish I had this as a gymnast. You know, I did not have any of these strategies. I didn't have the mental tools. I didn't have the nutritional tools. And so before competitions, I just wouldn't eat. Like, I remember being on the way to competition, you know, trying to munch on a little bit of like dried cereal. And that's, that's all I had had that day. And I remember my parents being mad and telling me that that wasn't enough, that I need more nutrition but I was so you know, nervous and nauseous feeling and worried that I was going to poop my pants in the car that I just, I just couldn't eat anymore. And I remember distinctly, you know, being at the competitions and feeling so tired, feeling extra shaky, often getting a headache, feeling like my legs were just made of lead and that like my tumbling was heavy and my run on the vault was slow. And I just really hadn't put two and two together. And it's a shame because I never competed like I practiced because I didn't have those proven nutrition strategies in place to really help me um, perform my best. So I hope that this episode is helpful. This is definitely um, more of a quick tip episode. We go in depth on all of this inside the Balance Gymnast program. Um, We just did a bonus workshop for all of our program members, um, specifically on fueling for competition, where I walked them through exactly what to eat the night before the meet, the day of the meet, whether they're competing at 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 2 p.m., 4 p.m., we spent part of that workshop talking about nerves and nervous stomach and what kind of nutrition strategies you can use with your gymnast to help when they're nervous, um, even some you know breathing exercises and bringing in a little bit of the sports psych piece to that. So if you want more information, if you want to learn not just how to fuel your gymnast on competition day, but how to fuel them day in, day out, which honestly is, is 90% of it. Um, I'd love to share more with you about the Balance Gymnast program. That's our three-month live signature nutrition coaching program for female level five through 10 and elite gymnast. Inside the program, I teach you everything you need to know about fueling your gymnast. We have live sessions every other week during the three-month timeframe. We have an amazing parent community where you get coaching support and accountability from me. There's an option to add on one-on-one sessions to this, which allows us just to really drill down even further with your gymnast nutrition, their growth or strategies. We check labs. Um, it's very, very comprehensive. Parents have absolutely loved it. And from my standpoint, it's been, it's been a game changer to the point that we only work with gymnasts in the program one-on-one because it's just that effective. And if you ask anyone who's been through the program, there's just so much to learn about nutrition that it really takes kind of this hybrid approach where we've got live sessions for parents. Um, You guys are the gatekeepers. You're the one buying and shopping and providing gymnasts are invited to some of those. And then we can add on um, those individual one-on-one sessions if needed as well. So if you want more information, um, just go to the show notes and you can read all about the balance gymnast program. We are wrapping up enrollment right now. We have just a few spots left. Um, You can also feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. Just tell me that you heard about the program from the podcast. And I would love to chat with you, hear about your gymnast, hear what's going on and share with you more about the program.
So with that, I wish all of you the best this competition season. I hope that no matter what level your gymnast is, if they struggle with those pre-competition nerves and jitters and anxiety, and that impacts their nutrition intake, that you you know take this episode to heart and try to implement some of these strategies. If you need help, that is what we're here for. Um, and with that, I will talk to you guys next week. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast sponsored by the Balanced Gymnast Method course. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button so you don't miss out on any episodes. You can find any links that we mentioned in the show notes of the episode and also how you can work with us. If you're looking to learn to fuel your gymnast for optimal performance without the stress or overwhelm, feel free to email us if you have any questions. You can reach us at support at christinaandersonrdn.com, share what's going on, and we'll get back to you. Or you can learn more about our programs by going to our website, christinaandersonrdn.com slash work with us. Bye for now.